Ladies and gentlemen, we are flying solo tonight with no audio tech. We had the <laughs> lovely Chris from QED hit record and then leave the friggin' room. So we may or may not even be recording right now. I think we're recording. We'll feel we're, it out. Yeah. Regardless. We have to start our traditional way. We have to do the opening. This is the cold opening. This is the. I'm this, chilly. It's the regular. It's actually hot in here. Also, you just told warm. everyone where we record. Yeah. Last week you were like, mm, it's a mystery where we are. Well, no, it's not. Because the theme of this week's movie is secrets coming to light. All a right. little bit, not really. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh, are we? Five. Four. <laughs> three. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, Ms. Rain McGowan. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so pumped to be here. I'm pumped that you're here. I'm pumped that you're here, too. All nice. right. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're all pumped. Pumped up. Today, we are discussing The Hours, released in 2002. Uh, written by David Hare, based on the novel by Michael Cunningham, and directed by Stephen Daldry. Despite not being an Australian film, this does keep with the Australian theme of not really having a plot or a definable genre to speak of. Mm -hmm. I was trying to write down like a one-sentence thing, but it's basically three women in different time periods whose lives are all somehow affected by the novel Mrs. Dalloway mm -hmm. by Virginia Woolf. Nicole Kidman plays Virginia Woolf herself and wears a fake nose, so you can't even tell that it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, Julianne Moore plays a housewife in 1951, and Meryl Streep Meryl plays a lesbian in the year 2001, throwing a party for her writer friend with AIDS. A lot Very, to unpack with this one. A lot to unpack. There is so much going the on, and we have so little time. Amazon description said it um, mentioned three women struggling with the concept of suicide, oh. which is, I feel like, also as well. Trigger warning for this episode. Oh, yeah, trigger sure. warning. This movie is 99% about suicide. Pretty suicide heavy. This yeah. movie makes suicide look like the most appealing thing in the entire oh, world. No. Well, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Virginia Woolf's suicide, it's very like calm and peaceful. She just like walks into a river and which is yeah, the first scene. I'm like, not afraid to say I was rooting for it. I was like, "You go, girl." I know. Like, I was like, "Here she is suicide. making a choice." Yeah. When the title of the film comes from apparently her suicide note, which where she mentions the hours. Oh. Because mm -hmm. that's like the last line, and she's like writing to her husband, like the hours we spent or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was thinking of um. I'm so dumb. I didn't even notice that. I thought that the title came from uh, when Ed Harris, well, who plays Meryl Streep's um, uh, friend with AIDS, says, um, even if I go to the party, I still have to face the hours after the party and the hours after that. Well, is that is where it comes from. But he got it from her suicide note, I assume, because she was a real oh. person and he was that, not. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that we know sense. of. That we know of. Anyway, yes. wait, let's bring it back a little bit. Rain, why don't you tell us, welcome oh, to the Thank podcast. Thank you. Why don't you tell us why you wanted to be on the Hours podcast? Well, um, the Hours specifically because I had seen it once before and um, all I, I didn't really remember much of it. I was just like, I know there's a lot of gay stuff going on. So mm -hmm. I was like, count me the fuck in. That was my big 
reference point to it as well. Yeah. I, actually, so many of the notes I took were just me writing in all caps, gay, kiss, gay, kiss. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, but also no, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the oh, incest? Oh, yeah, the incest. Oh, my God. The incest. It's, don't worry. We talk about incest almost every week on this podcast. I mean, Tony loves it. Tony loves incest. <laughs> I, don't think she, I don't think she would mind us saying that. Tony no. Collette is the primary spokesperson for the Incest International Foundation. Yeah. IIF. IIF. Double IIF, Anyways, baby. Okay. What were you saying? Um, yeah, and I'm a Tony fan. Um, I have always been a Tony fan since I saw The Sixth Sense mm-hmm. um, yes. and was like, wow, this woman's incredible. And um, I actually forgot she was in this movie, but then I was like, right, yet again, gay kiss. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, though, blink and you miss Tony a little bit. Blink I and you miss her. I didn't realize how little she does. Her only contribution movie. is a, uh, a scene from scene. Acting 2. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of like this American movie realism. was full of scenes <clears throat> from acting too. Oh yeah! I oh, I loved it. it. I loved the long scenes in yeah. this movie. You could really tell that it was written by a playwright because mm-hmm. each scene goes on for three hours, mm-hmm. and it's all very dialogue heavy. It's not like it, it, it's really not a visual story. But at they all. weren't boring either. Oh yeah, no, like <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's a good thing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just letting everyone know they weren't boring. I felt like the kid felt like something, like <sighs> Julianne Moore's kid felt like something from a play because he like read her so well. He's like, he Mommy, was, did are you read unhappy? her so well? Like, so but good. I also Oh, I hated him. No, he was such a good child actor. No. What? He it just sounds like Every everything that he said, I could just see the moment before when the director was like, "Now say, mommy, can I help? Can I help, mommy?" And they just yeah. hit like record. And yeah, just, but like he was like on the nose all the time. He was like, After "Mommy, s- what's wrong? <laughs> mommy, <laughs> are you killing yourself, mommy?" <laughs> Bitch, that cake looks cake looks bad. It did. It, it looked, looked so horrible. bad. He's like, "You need to grease the pan." She's yeah. like, "I know." Oh, that was so sad though. But anyway, let's like kind of. What do you want to do first with this movie? Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Should we talk about Nicole Kidman? <laughs> oh, well, one thing actually that I wanted to bring <laughs> up. I was wondering because I I have gotten in the habit of um, when I look up who wrote and directed each movie, noticing uh, the prevalence of the male influence. Mm-hmm. So this is written and directed by men based on a novel <laughs> by men. But I was like, hmm. It turns out uh, that the screenwriter and the director are both married to women, but the original novelist is gay. Hmm. Which and the director says he's gay. Oh, he does. Yes, I looked oh. at his Wikipedia he page. Says. He's married to. This was his quote. He's married to a woman, huh. but he says I identify as gay because it's less confusing for everyone because no one understands. Huh. So I, I'm assuming he's just bisexual and he has like, yeah. but he does or something, some variation in like okay. the general public. Truly, but I I'd find that a little queer. more confusing to say. Yeah. <laughs> in an interview than just being like sexuality is fluid, but yeah, he probably said that in like 2001. Remember when like Andrew Garfield was like on all levels except physical, I am gay because oh he was God. like, yeah, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race to prepare to be an Angels in America. Yeah, like good job, you fucking crushed it. Mm-hmm. No, Kate <laughs> Blanchett did that too. She was like, I've had many relationships with women, and we were like, what? But she was she's like, not like that way. In the Scarlett Johansson camp, where she's like, I could play a tree. I uh, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but Kate Blanchett actually could play a tree. She, I'm sure she has. Scarlett Johansson and could play. Is going a... fucking insane. She's going insane. She someone needs to just chill her out honestly she's a publicity nightmare she just loves like Woody Allen and hate crimes against minorities yeah 
I'm saying it right here, right now. I'm guessing that in the next two or three weeks, it'll come out that uh, she hate crimed somebody. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, she's fully in hate crime. I'm just, mode. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just speculating. But why talk about these A-list women? Why talk about these A-list women? We could talk about these other A-list women. This For was the first... such a squad of actors. I know. Too. For the first Literally. ten minutes of the movie, I was like, every woman who's been on screen so far has an Oscar. Yeah. Now, because oh yeah. Alice and Janney plays Meryl Streep's lesbian lover. Yes. Right. And she now has an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Tony doesn't have one yet, unfortunately. Yeah, she's only been nominated She's once. ignored by the, like, I don't get, I don't know, she's ignored by the Academy. Well, to be fair, I don't think she's really done a lot of um, Oscar high-profile type things since, like, mm. Little Miss Sunshine. High-profile high in the Oscar yeah. sense of yeah. the word. Um, but yeah, Nicole won for this movie. Nicole won for this movie for Best Leading Actress, which was very confusing. Really? Interesting that they submitted her there. I feel Honestly, like... Honestly, also interesting that Nicole Kidman would have won, like, not over Julianne Moore because they weren't pitted against oh, each other. Because yeah. Julianne Moore was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I for this, was that. she? Wow. Was yeah. Meryl? Yes. Okay, she I, better. Because I was like, I think that Meryl and Julianne were both nominated, but they didn't win, which God knows you Well, did she was win. also up against wow. Julianne in in lead actress for another movie so that's probably why they didn't put her in that category oh. not that I think her performance is actually supporting if anything I think Meryl is the lead yeah, yeah. I think that uh, Meryl and Nicole could be I think that lead. Meryl has <clears throat> the most screen time in this well how movie. can you not do that honestly yeah. well yeah but I want to say this I did like Nicole's performance but I think it was A overshadowed by her nose and B it wasn't as it wasn't her best work not that it wasn't great, but I was just, I just like... She's done better, for sure. Yeah, well, and, and she just did Moulin Rouge the year before this. The script just didn't, um, like... It just so clearly wasn't a leading role. No, it was her... It was it was awful also because it was, like, the one storyline that didn't get connected at the end. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. Because at the end, for our listeners yeah. who have not seen this movie, it turns out that Julianne Moore... Uh, was the mother of Meryl Streep's writer friend. And after the writer friend kills himself, uh-huh. uh, Julianne Moore shows up and she's in like old lady makeup. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she talks about how when the Julianne Moore story in 1951 leaves off, it's like she has just almost committed suicide but then decided not to and then like drove her son home from the babysitter's house. Uh-huh. And then when we catch up with her in 2001, she says after that, uh, I left my family and moved to Canada. Yeah, which was a surprise because mm-hmm. I fully thought she killed herself. Really? Before wow. that. Because I thought there was an offhanded line earlier where they're like, his mother killed himself, like talking about Richard. Oh, oh I think they said, in like they're like, in his book, right. he made the mother commit suicide. They made suicide. it unclear because yeah. I yeah. assumed that she did. And so that's like when he killed himself. And it's also alert. unclear whether the character in the book is, well, everybody thinks that the character in the book is Meryl. Mm-hmm. But then it's, it's yeah, but then it's kind of a well, no, the character oh, in, in his Richard's book, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Everybody like the lady at the flower shop is like, I read that book that your friend wrote. The main character is mm-hmm. you. I only read thirty pages. <laughs> Everyone but I could in tell. New York is talking about how yeah. this guy's friend is in the book. And I was like, honey, all books are about me. Okay. <laughs> it was honestly, I wanted to do like an idea, like I wanted to have a best everyone else's moment segment too, oh, because yes, when Meryl like. When she says that to her, and Meryl just sharply turns her head in her little orange earring, just like, and she's just like, oh, it's about me. It's fine. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. Wait, can I just pipe in then though? With um, my favorite moment for Alice and Janny is when she walks up literally to a sink full of live crabs yeah. and just gives a like a sitcom like my wife type of like reaction. <laughs> oh was it implied that she was having an affair? Who is to say? I don't think so. Her very first scene is her getting home, taking her clothes off quietly, and crawling into bed with Meryl Streep. I thought she was a doctor. Yeah, I thought that because the whole Brandon thought she was having an affair. I don't know. Maybe she was because I thought that the whole thing was that Meryl was neglecting her. Exactly. Maybe it makes it a little bit more complicated if they're yeah if they're neglecting each other because they do seem very like um, not together. In the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always standing on opposite sides of the room and stuff. Hmm. Let's talk about the Meryl storyline first. I feel like yeah. we're going to need to do them one by line. one because it's yeah, very... Yeah, it's so yeah. intertwined. Cloud Atlas. Have you seen it? No, I've heard of it. I've heard this tales. This is very Cloud Atlasy, but a little more easy to understand. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, because I read both... Well, I quote-unquote read both of these books. I read Mrs. Dalloway and Cloud Atlas in my high school Britlet class. And so we watched a scene from The Hours. Um, and I didn't actually read them, so I'm sorry, Mr. Thornton. Um, but I love the material now. <laughs> and I plan on reading Mrs. Dalloway soon. One day. But have you guys read Mrs. Dalloway? I have not. I don't think I've ever read a book. Oh. And <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And Meryl Streep, uh, this is my favorite, like, okay. This is your favorite Meryl Streep movie? No, th- no. this is this is my favorite <laughs> like shitty like, actor Whoa. move when an actor doesn't do something <clears throat> to prepare for the role and their argument is the character wouldn't have done it. Meryl Streep oh. did not read Mrs. Dalloway before filming this movie, wow. saying that she had read it in college and kind of forgot about it, and she figured that her character would have done the same thing. Which is so wow. like Rupert Grint not turning in his essay to Christopher <sighs> Columbus. She's like, I'm busy. I'm not going to read a fucking book. Okay. That's like, I'm kind of upset that she did that because I feel like she didn't need to. But I think it's so funny. But it's great. And just it's Google not it. even like, yeah. I just love that scene when she's like, well, obviously her best moment of acting was like when she was in the breakdown in the kitchen. Oh but she starts off the whole monologue by going like, bad host. Ah! And you're just like, wow. Like. First of all, Jeff Daniels, love him. I Jeff know. Daniels. I needed to see him again. Crazy. It was about I know. time. I love Because of Winn-Dixie. I love Dumb and Dumber. I love 101 Dalmatians. Oh, wait, I take it back. I love 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I don't love Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I used to watch the Dumb and Dumber sequel a lot because it was always on like TBS. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never the seen sequels that. sequels I've seen. It was, it was actually a prequel now that I think about it. But every time I'm at a 7-Eleven, yeah. I think about... Uh, when like young Jim Carrey is showing young Jeff Daniels 7-Eleven and he's like there's two flavors of slushy cherry and blue <laughs> that's actually true yeah yeah i just i think about that all the time and it's literally like a like a bad movie it was yeah. like universally panned but anyway going this back this was not to the hours so Meryl's on the floor of the kitchen mm-hmm. there's this moment where uh, Meryl is talking to somebody, I think Jeff Daniels, mm-hmm. and he's like, so, like, you and Allison Janney have been together for mm-hmm. 10 years. She goes, yeah, 10 years, it's crazy. She goes, why is it crazy? And she just goes, no reason. It's too, because she is in straight love with Ed Harris, and he's in straight Gross. love with her, even though, I don't know. Is that weird? I, I, 
Yeah. I don't know because when they initially during their first scene when they like kissed on the mouth, I was like, oh, they're just like those like weirdly affectionate friends. There's a lot of mouth. Kissing I was like, I was like, whenever movie. there is like taboo mouth kissing. Yeah, where I'm like, I was oh. like, whenever tabloid writers see like Kristen Stewart being gay with a girl and and they're like they're gal pals. That was me with Meryl Streep <laughs> yeah. and Ed Harris. In well, this movie. but I think yeah. that they were in love. They're I mean, fully yeah. making out, and I'm like, they're friends. They were the true. <laughs> like, I think they besties. were each other's like yeah. true like life loves, even yeah. platonic ish or not. What did you think about him? I thought he was pretty good. I what else is he in? He I was in I th- Mother, which was I want to see. Phenomenal. I didn't see that it was with really J Law. Yeah, with J Law. I fully yeah. spent this entire movie thinking that Ed Harris was James Can, and I was like, Who's wow. That? I was like, James wow. Can. Like the dad from oh, Elf is really yeah, yeah, yeah. like versatile. As I kind of thought he was Woody Harrelson for a second. Yeah, I always yeah. Oh, you know who he is? He played John McCain in that other movie with Julianne Moore when she played Sarah Palin. Oh, with yes, that's Ed Harris. Oh, I haven't I think. seen that either. Yeah. I know that I've seen Ed Harris in something. And Julianne Moore. Well, and obviously this was the sequel. No, this was a prequel to Big Little Lies season two. Oh, of course. With oh, Nicole Kidman they don't and even. I mean, obviously Boy, they don't have any scenes together, and apparently they never even met while until after the movie was finished. They didn't. Oh, they did press and stuff. Yeah. Well, little that makes did sense. Nicole know she would literally <clears throat> slap Marilyn the fucking mm-hmm. face. Wow, that was better. She did better acting in that than in this. She did. She did. Yeah. So Meryl, what yeah. else can we say about her? She like her has mom. a daughter named Claire mm-hmm. Danes. Mm-hmm. I love, okay, the, I'm very unfamiliar with the show Veep, but when Meryl's mm. daughter shows up, it reminded <laughs> yeah. me of how in Veep, doesn't the daughter come in like super late and it's kind of like, does she have a fucking daughter? Or like Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus doesn't like super give a shit about, she's not that yeah. much of a mother to her. She comes in like <laughs> season one, but daughter? JLD is always just kind of like, Catherine, hey, how are you, honey? And then like nothing. And it was kind of the same thing. I feel like Meryl even says, like, when I'm not with, what's his name, Ed Harris? Uh-huh. Oh She's like, God. when I'm not with Ed Harris, everything feels so trivial. And Claire Danes is like, fuck you, too. Okay. Which yeah. I get. Why was she having that huge party in her, like, apartment? In her apartment? It wasn't I like know. it was I thought small, that they had, like, gone it... to Knights of Columbus or something. Yeah. Also, the floor plan looked fucking huge. Yeah. And then you get to her apartment, and it's, like, like six tables, like, right next to each other. Ellis and Janie's yeah. like, I'm not sitting with you. Like, bitch, yes, you are. It's your apartment, too. You essentially Do you not are. want to mingle with other people? That's also true. <sighs> well, I really like how um, I thought it was very plausible, A, that Ed Harris's book was impossible to read mm-hmm. just based on his dialogue and the way that he was talking. Yeah. Yes. And it was very plausible that he would have <clears throat> pushed away everybody except for Meryl, mm-hmm. both because of his behavior and her behavior. Mm-hmm. It really, I think, makes sense, which is something that I think doesn't happen a lot in movies. Like, I feel like I've seen 18 movies where somebody tells the protagonist, like, you push everybody away, but the mm-hmm. protagonist hasn't actually exhibited any behavior like right. that at all. Mm-hmm. With this, it was like everything, ev- everything that a character says about another character was justified by that character's actions. Exactly. I just thought it was so interesting, though, like the scenes from these women's lives that they are choosing to like show, because honestly, mm-hmm. as we say, it's like a movie that nothing really happens in, except yeah. for like two things, and then like, um, that's what Mrs. Dalloway is like as well. It's like literally just her stream of consciousness. She's planning a party, 
And I just, I don't know. I want to hang out with Meryl. That's what I'm trying to say here is that I want to hang out with Meryl's character. Mm -hmm. And I want a whole separate movie where it's just her doing actual plot. I want her to, yeah, you know, I felt like Meryl, like this movie would have been better if it was like Meryl's was definitely the main storyline. And Mm. then there were just like occasional cuts to like Mm. Julianne and Nicole Kidman. It's like minor little, and here's some extra filler. Because like, I don't know, Meryl really had the meat. And then the other stuff, I was like, okay, you guys are unhappy. I get it. I think Julianne had the worst go of it. Not that she didn't have an important storyline, but it was definitely the least screen time. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's because she was mostly alone. Yeah, and she only got to ugly cry once, and that's like her thing. Is the just Julianne? Yeah, I thought her performance. Oh, you're right. Oh, she was was phenomenal. I don't know. I think they were. I don't know what her accent was, (laughs) but she was like her accent was depression. I think it was just yeah, yeah. It was American stage standard depression. Fifties sadness. Oh, but um, what was I gonna say? One more thing about the Meryl storyline. I just mm-hmm. think it's so cool when they were talking about, like, in 2001, like, a storyline where it's, like, about the fallout from the AIDS crisis and, like, the people yeah. who, like, helped the whole time. And, like, she's, like, I've been taking care of him for, like, 10 years. And oh, it's just, yeah. like, crazy that people went through this. And then I feel like this movie was so, like, queer in 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. And it was overshadowed almost immediately in the public consciousness by Brokeback Mountain because it's about Uh, white men. mm. I feel like that's probably what happened because I feel like this was like super not really a topic in like cinema around this time. Um, Okay, wait. Do either of you mind if I spoil the new It movie? No. No, go for it. Okay, because they made in the new It movie a character who wasn't explicitly labeled as gay in the book. Mm. They made him, like, gay in the movie. Is it Bill Hader? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, But I saw a review of it that was like, the new It is just Brokeback Mountain with a clown. And I was like... (sighs) What? Is that true? No. <laughs> just because it's, it's about gay all. people? Yeah. I it's, love that scene in Brokeback Mountain where a clown fucking murders everyone. Has this reviewer been asleep for it was, 16 years? It, it was weird because the <laughs> yeah. reviewer was very like 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 gay positive. Like they, like they said it as a good thing. But I also huh. was like, I don't oh. think that every gay narrative is Brokeback Mountain. I haven't no. even seen gay... Gay back. <laughs> Broke back mountain. I'm drinking a beer, everyone. Wow, wasted. Wasted. Crazy. No, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Me neither. And I honestly, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm against straight people playing queer roles. Yeah. Even if they're dead now. <laughs> except for except for all the women in this movie. They yeah. can play as many gay roles as they want. I encourage it. Yeah, I'm against straight people playing gay roles, except for everybody in this movie and Bill Hader. Yeah. I'm kind of against that Bill Hader thing. Yeah. Just on principle. That make, yeah, that mm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, if they really wanted to, it's like cast Billy Eichner. I mean, not that he's the right. only gay in Hollywood, but just the first one that comes to mind. Or me. It's like, the types are kind of the same. I mean, I'm not the same age as him, but I can do they Julianne can do age Moore make- makeup. Yeah, Julianne Moore looked yeah. a billion by the end. That was rough. Can we talk about also how <laughs> she and Claire Danes had a moment at the end? If I were what twenty like twenty year old Claire Danes, I would be like, I'm not talking to this fucking bereaved. I thought it was really sweet though. It, it was, was sweet, it but was I hated sweet. it. Yeah, but I was because of that. I was like, I was like, why is Claire Danes all of a sudden like the top empath of her generation? Where <laughs> no, <laughs> top America's next was. top empath. <laughs> no, gener- millennials next top empath. No, um, but yeah, it was very. 
sweet because when mm. she first walked in, she was like, oh, she's the monster. Like, oh, who abandoned yeah. her son? Oh, yeah. And then she has this moment, and obviously, why I don't think the film is like a, it's not pro-suicide fully, but it's, it's not anti. It, no, it's not <laughs> it's because pro-choice. I didn't fully yeah. like that. <laughs> it is because she said, I, she's like, I could either have abandoned my children or died and I chose life. And mm-hmm. okay, maybe those aren't your two options. <laughs> um, but, but also it's like, if you're not in a position to be a good mother, true. then. Well, it's not like the people were having abortions all the time in the fifties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Um, I think that it was just sad because, like, he loved his mother anyway. Mm. And when I think of that scene of him, like, losing his shit because she takes him to Margot Martindale's mm. house. <laughs> Yet another one that I was like, you're in this movie? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, imagine that, yeah. but, like, forever. And I just felt so sad. But also, I was like, she has to do what she has to right. do. Mm-hmm. And it's better that she do it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about her then. Mm. So that, okay. well, this is also the Tony award like 30 minutes in Tony's appearance but um no I just thought um it's so interesting too because her husband like wasn't like I liked how she was very clearly so depressed Mm -hmm. and her husband was like not a bad guy and their life was like seemingly perfect like Mm -hmm. they had like there was nothing discernible wrong except that she was depressed which I think Mm -hmm. was very important to show because it's like it would be it would have been easy for the filmmakers to like you know have him like yeah, I also Hit horrible. Her yeah. or like her, I also you know. I do <clears throat> I think that if this were real life, I would say maybe she's not a lesbian, maybe she's just not attracted to John C. Riley in particular. Mm-hmm. But well, I who do, is? But I do <laughs> yeah. but I do think that in the context, like keeping in mind that this is a movie and like John C. Riley is the only man we see her interact with, mm-hmm. I do think that she was like a full lesbian oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. she has to dissociate in order to have sex with him yeah oh my god that's she, the they don't it doesn't show them having sex but she's like in the bathroom like oh. crying and he keeps saying come to bed come to bed come to mm-hmm. bed all over and over again and i was just like well like it's his fucking birthday like she's like, i didn't yeah. know that i didn't even think about that i thought something. she was just like i'm birthday below i'm sad yeah. and i don't yeah. want to go and go to sleep yet <laughs> Yeah. I felt like it was kind of a combo where it's like she's sad and like her whole life or whatever, but also she's like, oh, it's his birthday. I have to go in and, you know. Well, and she can't let him see her crying. Yeah, she can't let him see her crying. So she like cries until like something on her face just like goes blank. And then she like goes into the bedroom and that like truly ruined me. I was like, honestly, I was like, leave right now. (laughs) Straight up. What was the thing though? Because I feel like Margot Martindale like knew. Was she holding? Does she have like a foster home for people whose parents go try to kill themselves? <laughs> Probably no, foster home I, for imaginary. I think she was just friends. a regular babysitter. Really? Because yeah. I got a yeah. vibe that it was like because she was gone for a long time. I thought she was, I thought she was there huh. overnight, and oh. she just dropped off her kid, no questions asked. Because Margot Martindale. Well, no, because she says something when she gets back. She says like the haircut took longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Okay. I got this. Like I just kind of took it that it was that fifty. Yeah, I feel like she did know something was up but I also just kind of took it as that 50s thing where they're just like oh like I can just drop my kid off at literally any neighbors because that mm-hmm. was just oh, a thing that true. happened I but know. I feel like she was kind of like a lady who like 
knew who like offered up like yeah. her services like if you need to get away for a few hours yeah I'll yeah. take your kid she was uh, a lesbian too we do need to talk <clears throat> about Tony Collette <laughs> do we? in a in, in a prequel to her United housewife S- alter on United States of I Terror. literally oh. cannot believe she <gasps> literally copy pasted her career I screamed for as like... soon as she appeared <laughs> and that was when I texted you Jake I was oh. like I, I was like you you are not going to believe she was Tony, Alice Tony plays a housewife um, who's infertile and friends mm-hmm. with Julianne Moore and she just goes over to Julianne Moore's house and just like tells her that she's bad at baking cakes and then <laughs> yeah. cries that she can't the, get pregnant. And then they, and make, then, out, and then they mm-hmm. make out and then she leaves and is never seen again. Yeah. What uh, a scene. She says, I have to go. Julianne Moore says, wait, you didn't mind? And she goes, I didn't mind what? And leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's never oh, wow. the seen 50s. her I, from again. I also like how immediately after the kiss, she just says, you're sweet. And I was like, mm, are you not aware what's happening here? Like, I don't what's know. Do you think she, I think she was aware, but she was like, absolutely not. Yeah. She just dissociated immediately. Maybe because it's happened to her before. Maybe a <gasps> lot of uh, lesbians, like kiss her <laughs> and she's like oh hmm. she's like yet again i wonder because she didn't play it like she was Expecting. returning any kind of feelings yeah no she i feel like she kind of has the thing like what you were saying where it's like <clears throat> in real life you wouldn't be sure if julianne moore was a lesbian she just isn't into john c Riley. i kind of saw it as like tony's not a lesbian but she's just so like desperate for affection and comfort and is like sensing julianne moore's like needs that she's like cool oh. I, this is okay for also, yeah, maybe it was just like a kiss, like yeah, yeah. especially because like it is the fifties, and if she can't get pregnant, her husband is going to be pissed at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably not touching her a lot. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, and it's clear that he wasn't even involved with this. Like, they don't even yeah. really talk. She was driving herself to the hospital. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, have you seen United States of Terror? No. She fully I plays. Um, oh my god! One of her characters' alternate personalities is this character. Is a '50s mom named Alice. Interestingly oh enough, god. still Alice, Julianne Moore's Oscar wow. movie. Wow. Connections. And everywhere. Alice on United States of Terror is pissed that she can't get pregnant because <gasps> Tara has an IUD. Oh the Devil's Tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh but I, I am. I'm not mad at Tony. And if she hears this, um, I am totally. Understand. Oh no, I'm so into it. I think that the character of Alice is so interesting uh, and such a joy to watch that it that she should be in everything. I think <laughs> also that the time like the what is it called? Um when enough time has passed. Statue of limitations oh, yeah. on <laughs> this character. It was like seven years. Especially she was like, I'm gonna bring this back. Scene. No one's talking about the hours anymore. I'm gonna do this fl-. She, yeah. and she enjoyed it. Yeah. But the the dialect down to the like the letter was the same. She was like Literally. Well, I went, you know, like all that stuff. <laughs> and interestingly enough, a baby, a random babysitter character from the past is at the inspiration for the altar of Alice in the show. Whoa. Oh, true. Weird, right? Wow, I completely forgot about that part. And Margaret Martindale was in August Osage County with Meryl Streep. And I saw a movie with Just Julia Roberts in it today. So many what movie? Eat, Pray, Love on oh. TV. <laughs> My God. I read that book when I was in like seventh grade. Did you know Ryan Murphy wrote and directed it? Wait, no, he what? didn't. What? Yep. <laughs> what? I have love. to watch it. Hollywood. Leah Michelle is shaking in her grave. Oh she's so pissed. God. You can't say the word grave and Leah Michelle next to each other. She's still going to be sad. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm like, anyway. 
I so, like how, oh yeah, sorry no no it. please keep talking I'm talking too much <laughs> no I like how Tony like in that scene she comes in and she's such a dick like she's like oh, anyone it. can bake a cake it's ridiculously easy and I'm like mm-hmm. okay calm down she clearly can't yeah. and then like <laughs> and just, I'm like, like also in the 1950s can no uh, I can't it's not there's like not seven easy. steps to making a cake I know like one person who can make a cake I yeah I that's don't, my age and it's Stephanie from Lazy Town Oh, are you? What We're is gonna this? link to that song in the show notes. What's that song about? How it's easy to bake a cake in Lazy Town? Is that the girl no. with the wig? Yeah, she's. I am scared by that show, so I. I don't watch it. Familiar. You don't present tense. Watch I don't Lazy present. Town? This children's show from ten years ago. Should we? I just wrote a note that said Julianne's kids' line readings are LMAO. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're just so good. I can't. I didn't write any down, but. There was one line that was just, I thought, written so poorly. It was like, can I help mommy? Can I? Mm-hmm. Like, if like if I'm the script doctor, I'm removing the second can I. Mm, maybe that's the only way he could say it. The kid. Um, No. Okay. <laughs> I liked also how Julianne Moore's response to that was, sure, if that's what makes you happy. I was like, you're just laying a lot on this fucking kid. He's like, oh I God. guess. Well, they were making each other gay. Yeah. True. Yeah. She couldn't bake a cake. He wanted to. Yeah. Oh my wow. god. He fu- he also he fully watched the kiss, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, no, he was, she was like, What are you when looking to- at? What do you want? Yeah. When Tony leaves, he is like staring. He hasn't blinked in eight minutes. Massive I wish- erection. I really <laughs> wish there was another scene with Tony in this movie. Yeah. I was gonna rewatch it again today because I was like, okay, that's the only one I need to like, mm-hmm. you know, do more research. But it's just gonna be hard for the awards. But I also wait mm-hmm. something that we <laughs> didn't. Was, I'm like, uh. something that we didn't touch on with Meryl is that Ed Harris basically wrote a fan fiction about Meryl Streep that ends with her committing suicide. <laughs> Imagine if your best friend <laughs> wrote a book about you, and then it ends with you killing yourself. And then everyone you know is like, did your friend write this about you? And you're like, yeah. But then he like kills himself in front of her, which I think was so rude. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, do it before. And she, she knew. I, literally, she was just standing there like, I'm so powerless to do it anything. Was that, it was that thing where like, she's like, if I tell him not to kill himself, what if he's like, oh, I'm not going to kill myself? Yeah. Because that would be, if I was in that situation, that would be my <clears> friend <throat> of mind. I'm like, what if I bring it up? And he's like, no, you crazy bitch. I just want to get <laughs> yeah. some air. All right. We don't have much time left, so we should talk about Nicole. Yes. Oh, my God, Nicole. I liked the train scene. I thought that she made some really good points. <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked um, I liked when her sister arrived. Rita and Skeeter. I liked Rita it to a point. Rita Skeeter's introduction is just her talking to a tiny child wearing wings <laughs> and says, you're a perfect angel. Don't let the boys make fun of you. Fly away now. She was great. I really liked their sister relationship. Mm. Until they and, and until, until she they made kissed. out with her. Well, but they didn't, like, I don't know. <laughs> as someone with a sister, if my sister, <laughs> as a sister ever of a sister. kissed me, as a sister of a sister, if my sister ever kissed me that way, I would be like, what the fuck? And they, I swear there was tongue. I'm, and then, I yeah, swear and then afterwards, Nicole Kidman says something. She She says, like... Oh, I think did, I wrote it down. Didn't you know I'm not okay? Or some like yeah. chemical think romance. I was better? And it's like, bullshit. No. Oh my I God, there's I was a. Better. So this reminds me of Degrassi. Um, <laughs> there that are, episode of Degrassi with the incest. Yeah, they're twins, they kiss. Um, but it's because she's covering up her lesbian feelings. So she kisses her brother. 
And then it's in the papers. Not better. It's the same it's basic concept. And then she's like, didn't you know I'm crazy? Which she says like, <laughs> multiple times throughout the course oh of the series. Oh, my God. Like, like, no. Like... I don't know. I, I don't really care. Like, I don't I'm have siblings. In, like, I'm so, <laughs> I'll kiss my brother. I don't care. Like, I have so many mental illnesses. I've had my fair share of delusions. I've never once tongued my sister. I think the worst part of that, too, Either was that. And I've had the chance. <laughs> oh yeah. Who her hasn't? her daughter was watching too. Oh it was like yeah. a throwback to that other scene. I was kind of hoping that the daughter would somehow at the end like be someone in the 50s. Claire Danes. Uh, oh, wait. oh yeah. <laughs> She's like I'm an immortal child. Claire Danes is like the most young looking person in the world. Um I feel like I just didn't like the gay kiss. I'm like I'm sorry I can't stop talking about it because like Virginia Woolf was queer, right? Like she oh, yeah, herself she's like was a, actually queer. She's like a, uh some kind of I think she, yeah. yeah. So the idea that like they're like cool, we're gonna we're gonna give you that Nicole, but it's gonna be with your sister. I'd like, be like, do it with a, a fictional phone. maid. It's or like, honestly, yeah. It's like those are different <clears throat> things. Very different. Well, we looked at Brandon and I were like googling the kiss immediately because yeah. we were like, is this her real sister? Mm-hmm. Like, is she the half maybe a stepsister? Yeah, <laughs> but which... no, she was her biological sister. Real sister. Um, yeah, I looked on Wikipedia. I saw that they had different last names. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she meant sister, like. Like, like, like as a joke. Yeah, like, I was hoping that. sister, but then I looked at uh, the real woman's Wikipedia yeah. page. But you know what? She has other scenes in this movie besides the incest yes. kiss. Yes, was incredible. Um, I love the scene where she lays next to the dead bird. Yeah, and the, and, and the little it. girl is like stroking it. I was like, get your hands yeah. off of that dead body. It was very, speaking of Tony, hereditary. I oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. That. Okay, wait. Should we move on to awards? Yes, but one Does more thing. Does anybody have any stray observations? Yes, that scene. Oh, the Meryl storyline is like if dinner with friends was good. Continue. Ooh. <laughs> True. When Nicole was, um, or Virginia, was like finding out who would die in Mrs. Sally. I also loved her chain smoking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um when she was like, "Who, who's gonna?" And she says, "The poet will die," and it cuts immediately to a um, Julianne Moore's son, and he's the poet who dies <gasps> oh later. My God. I was like, "Cloud Atlas, there!" Holy shit! Nice editing, but uh, Holy shit. I love Virginia Woolf Loki deciding like the course of history. <laughs> yeah, I believe I know. it. No, and um, just one more thing: when Meryl like finally is released at the end and lets her hair down because she's like mm. a happy lesbian once and for all. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three awards to each movie. First of which is best prop. Uh, Rain, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, okay. So for me, the best prop was John C. Riley because I feel like he existed literally just so that he could be like, "Oh, I'm happy, and I don't see that my wife's depressed." And like, literally every line of his was just to be like, "See how sad Julianne Moore is, and he's not even abusing her." Yeah. So he was like an NPC in a video game. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's like a good actor, so I'm like, I know he could he could do more. Um, but anyway, he was my best prop. Cool. Jake, what about you? My best prop was the egg yolk that slowly <laughs> slides off of Meryl's hand when she's talking to Jeff Daniels. It's really powerful. Oh, yeah. She, like, literally acted with a yolk. <laughs> I know. She was, like, separating it as she was delivering her Wow. My best prop was um, Julianne Moore's second cake because it looked exactly <laughs> the same as the first. No, and it she looked was better. Like, this one's better. No, they were the same. It was bigger. Okay. Moving on to best Tony <clears throat> moment. 
Uh, Jake, do you want to go first? Because uh, I had one, but I forgot uh, Oh, was. so I get to do all of them because there's only one Tony moment in oh this movie. Um, I would, I guess I'll go with the, um, just when she just did that switch between talking about her husband and going to the country club and all of a sudden she just like starts crying. Mm-hmm. I would, Cause at first I was like, she's just this vapid fifties housewife and like, I hate her and like blah, blah, blah. She's Alice from Tara. And then all of a sudden she's just Tony Collette. And I'm like, you're here. You've made it. Yeah. So it's kind of vague, but that's. As far as good as I got, because it's a very short scene. <laughs> good, good. Um, my best Tony moment was after that whole. It was a short scene, but a lot happened. And after that whole thing, like Tony gets up, she's about to leave, and Julianne Moore goes like, "It's gonna be all right," kind of in reference to like everything, I guess. And Tony just like totally snaps out of it and is like, "Of course it is." And I was like, oh, "There's a lot going mm-hmm. on here." Yeah, mine was uh when Tony breaks down into tears, but through her tears, she's just talking about she's just bullshitting, being like, "Really, I'm worried about my husband," and it's like, "Worried for yourself, Tony." Oh, fuck mm. right. Which I thought was super, super just an experience that we've all had um, is being upset about something, but projecting it onto something else. Oh, absolutely. Now we move on to custom awards. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. I have two custom awards. The first is the Lesbian Carrie Bradshaw Award. goes to <laughs> Merle Street. Uh, and the second is Worst Driver, Julianne Moore driving her son back home from the babysitter's office. She takes her eyes off the road so many times. And to stare at her son for so many seconds <laughs> at a time. That That's I, true. I, I was worried. I, I really thought they were going to crash. <clears throat> but she is gay. So. Can't drive? Gays can't drive. True. Okay. Um, okay, so my first custom award is most live crabs that I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll ever see live crabs again in a movie. And the second one or is. in real life. Or I don't ever want to see a live crab. Nope. Um, the second is worst gay kiss ever because it just takes a lot for me to think to myself like Nicole Kidman, stop kissing that woman. But they they got me to think that by the grace of God. The nose God. hurt. The nose. Mm. Wow. Why was that? Why was that no one's prop? That's too easy. Oh, it's too on the nose. Hey. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh God, I need to be silenced. Um. So my best. Uh, my best prop. My custom award's gonna go to the. Um, I guess 2000s movie award for most um, unnecessary, not unnecessary, but random CGI moment that there's only one of in the film is when um, Julianne Moore's starts drowning in her hotel bed. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it, it works because it's like a it's, it's intercut with a scene of Virginia Woolf mm-hmm. who later drowns. Um, but it was so random because it's just like. Oh, she's in the water. It's an experimental movie, and then they never do anything like that again. And yeah. I think that I wish they could have. I mean, yeah. we could have had Meryl like swimming out the window to save Ed <laughs> Harris. Yeah. Nicole Kidman's nose was also like um, enhanced with CGI. She had the okay. fake nose on, really? but they that was why she wasn't eligible, or I guess the makeup artist wasn't eligible for oh. best makeup because <clears throat> the uh, the the like edges of the fake nose they smoothed out. That with makes CGI. sense because it oh. looked way too it real. It was so yeah. real, yeah. I really thought that Nicole Kidman had just gotten a nose job in like 2003. You could honest. really only like tell it was her when she was like Oh, I kept I trying to like block out yeah. the nose with my hand and see if I could recognize her yeah. based on just her eyes or like just her mouth. 
Okay. Um, and you know what? They all, just all of the actresses in this movie have such acting tics that I kind of noticed fully for the first time. Mm. Like their own regular things that they do, but I didn't care because they're so excellent. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, we have one last segment before we go. It's called, Is It Better Than Clock Watchers? With Jake. Jake, was this movie better than your favorite movie we've covered thus far in Clock Watchers? I think it was. Wow. I think we have to say, is it better than the hours now? <gasps> this is incredible. I'm so honored to be Cause here. Because the this. most famous movies don't count. True. But this one, mm. I think, is on the border. You so. can do, is this better yeah. than The Sixth Sense? Is this better than Eight and a Half Women? <laughs> Okay, we have reached the end of our podcast. We're going to link to everybody's Instagrams and Twitters and such in the show notes. But before we go, Rain, do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, yes, I will be competing in Yas Fest at the Broadway Comedy Club on October 24th at 9 p.m. If you want to come through. Yes. Fantastic. And with that, we have reached the end of our podcast. Um, Follow us. On the count of three, everybody say gay rights. One, two, three. Gay, gay rights! rights! Uh, we ended on time for the we first did. Well, time. Well, and usually no one's after us, so this is kind of This time odd. we have to we get out. We kept it tight. <laughs> oh, my God. There's Didn't so... get to mention the time we met Adina Menzel together. Oh, my God. I know. I always forget about that. I know. <laughs>